Hey, it's me, Gavin Crawford. Every week, I'll quiz comedians about the headlines. Do you worry about kids being exposed to drag? I grew up going to see men in dresses singing every Sunday and we had to give them money, okay? <laughs> I wish they were singing show tunes and had some makeup on their hair done, right? It would have been way better. If the news has you screaming into the void, we can help with that. Because news is available on CBC Listen and everywhere you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Ali Hassan. All right. Good evening, Lake Country. This is great. This is wonderful. We, uh, CBC, attracting younger listeners. Look at this. What are you, 48, 49? This is amazing. Really? Guys, this is wonderful. This is a sold-out show. Give yourself a nice round of applause. This is wonderful. Thank you so much for coming out. How many people are from Lake Country in this room right now? Okay, I just want to address this. You guys wrap things up pretty early in Lake Country. We were... We were looking for a meal after this show. That was my goal. Get a meal after the show. I tell my wife, we'll go. There's this nice Italian restaurant. Lisola Bella Bistro. You can stop your clapping right there. Closes at 9. I'm not going to make it. Not going to make it tonight. So then I say, honey, that's okay. There's a Mexican place. Mexican, obviously, people eat Mexican until late in the night. No. Closes at 8 p.m. Going to close right in the middle of this show. I'm like, okay, honey... Uh, you know what? We're going to just go to a diner. We're just going to go to a diner. These late night diners, they're open. The OKF Grill closes at 7. So then I'm like, I think what we're going to have to do is eat pizza. It's going to be one of those nights we just end the night with pizza. There's a place, Marno's Wood Fire Pizza. Not even open today. Closed Thursdays. Not open till noon tomorrow. So I don't know what is happening here. But uh, it looks like I'm eating from a vending machine at the uh, George Eliot Secondary School tonight. That's what it looks like. It's... How many of you are from Kelowna in this room? How many of you... Yeah, that's... Do you... Do... Is there like an east-west battle in Kelowna? Do you guys hate the west side? You've... You don't cross the... Yeah. Yeah, and only one bridge. Just the one... Why do you... It's only... It's only 160 kilometers of lake. Why would you need more than one way to get across? It really feels like a Israel-Palestine kind of vibe. I'm telling you, it's not... It doesn't look like you like each other. On paper, it doesn't look... Who's west side of Kelowna? Who comes from the west side? So now what happens? Do you battle? Do you just... Do you, is it just a boo? Or what do you do? West Bank. There's a place called West Bank. I mean, is that not... Nail home? Does that not nail home the war, the rivalry that is happening? Anyway, good for you, huh? It's important to hate people, I think. That's, if there's a message that we want to go home with from this show. This gentleman, who I'm going to bring on first, has done this Okanagan Comedy Festival five times. And, uh, and it's only been around for six years. So he's really, he's batting quite high on this festival. He's a favorite. They bring him back every year. He lives in Edmonton. He's, uh, he's great. This is our first time having him on a live taping on Laugh Out Loud. And I'm sure you're going to love him. Please give it up for Ryan Short, everybody. 
<laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, I'm going to get this out of the way right away because you're going to hear it throughout my act. Uh, I, I talk a little funny. Uh, what that is, is I have a speech impediment. So I can't say certain words with like O's and R's in them. Like Y-N or short. <laughs> it's like, thanks, Mom. You had one job. <laughs> right? Like, what, what a good career choice I made. Just, what do you want to do, little fella? And I'm like, oh, speaking. <laughs> and it's like, wait, what, what are you bad at? And I'm like, oh, it's speaking for sure. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I found out, too, the worst word the other day that I can't say is uh, gargoyles. Yeah, a lot of you are oh, not even sure what I just tried. <laughs> what happened was like, because luckily you don't say goggles a lot in conversation. <laughs> yeah, but what, what went on was I came home and my, my roommate was watching Goggles, which is a cartoon from the 90s. And I got so excited. I was like, yo, bro, is that Goggles? And he looks at me and he's like, What? And I was like, that's gargoyles. And he goes, that's not gargoyles. And I was like, what are you talking about? That's totally gargoyles. I grew up watching gargoyles. I know what gargoyles looks like. I love gargoyles. And he goes, yeah, you caught me. I just want to hear you say it a few more times. <laughs> it's, not, it's not all bad though. Like I, I lucked out with my speech impediment. A lot of times girls come up to me and they're like, oh my God, I love your accent. Where are you from? <laughs> I, I was doing the Hubcap Comedy Festival in Moncton, and uh, first, first day there, I was in a bar, and I heard a guy talk exactly like me, and I got excited, I ran up to him, and I was like, hey man, you have a speech impediment too. And he was like, what? No, I'm from Newfoundland. <laughs> he was like, this is my accent, and I was like, yeah, accent. It works out though, like I get hired to host a lot, which is weird because my agencies, they sit down and, with the client and they're like, hey, we need someone to say all these important stuff and make all these announcements. And they're like, well, we got this kid nobody can understand. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, he seems affordable. <laughs> he can't say affordable. <laughs> I was hosting uh, an event, and what happened was I was talking about my speech impediment, and there was a table in the back just dying, laughing. They come up to me after the show, and it's two identical twin brothers. And they're like, hey, man, we talk exactly like you. And I was like, oh, cool, I can hear it. And I, I asked them, I was like, why do you guys talk like me? Mine's caused by an apraxia. I was like, is that what causes yours? And they go, no, we were Siamese twins and we were attached at the head. And then when the doctor separated us, we each lost a part of our brain. <laughs> we're missing a part of our brain. That's why we're like you. <laughs> Doesn't feel good to hear, does it? 
I, uh, I just turned uh, 27 uh, recently. Uh, <laughs> I probably celebrated my birthday in the best way possible, by the way. Because like, I didn't want to go drinking. Because I go drinking every night for, <laughs> for comedy and addiction. <laughs> right? So, so my buddies were like, it's your birthday. You got to do something. And I was like, you guys know me very well. You plan it. I'll do it. And they know me so well. They brought me to the World Water Park because I love water slides. It's my favorite thing. But they decided that wasn't birthday enough, so to make it more birthday-ish, we all did acid. <laughs> oh my God, is it the best. <laughs> Here's the thing though, if you're gonna do it, couple things you need to know. Number one, there is slide attendance at every single slide for safety reasons. Which is good, because you want to feel safe when you're on drugs. <laughs> but what we didn't know is they put those slide attendants on different slides throughout their shift. A lot. And because they did this, we kept running into the same slide attendant. And she knew we were on something. She didn't know we were on that, but she knew we were on something. Because we were four 27 adult males at the water park on a Wednesday. <laughs> during the day, having more fun than any child she's ever seen. And she was cool about it. She was nice about it. She was like, hey guys, you're hilarious. Just please calm down. I don't want you getting kicked out. And we're like, oh, okay. Then I ended up in a water slide line and a lady in front of me, she turns to me and she goes, hi, excuse me. And I went, oh boy, human interaction. How could this go wrong? I was way into my trip at this point. I, I thought I was using my inside voice. No, it was my outside voice. This lady tapped on me and she's like, hi, excuse me. And I was like, human interaction. And she even stood back. She's like, oh, uh, hi. Uh, I'm uh, gonna go to the bottom of the slide. And again, in what I thought was my inside voice, I went, yeah, that's how slides work. <laughs> We're all gonna go to the bottom of the slide. And she was so nice about it, she just laughs it off. She goes, ha, no, I'm gonna go to the bottom of the slide to catch my child. Can you make sure she gets on the slide okay? Think about how I felt. <laughs> what I wanted to say, and ironically the most responsible thing to say, would have been, lady, I'm on acid. <laughs> but she looked like she would report me, so instead I went with, okay. <laughs> Which was the wrong answer. Because she then gave me her child. Yeah, and to my fault, I'll take responsibility, I did accept it. And then she left. Yeah, my buddies were over here not paying attention. They're trying to figure out if they were wet or dry. <laughs> and then they turn back and see me with a daughter. They started freaking out. They were like, what did you do? 
I just took charge. I didn't want them to panic. I was like, don't worry, guys. She's one of us now. <laughs> then we end up at the top of the water slide, and guess who it is? It's the same slide attendant. Yeah, she was gonna, no. So I, I just addressed it right away. I was like, hey, it's us again. We have child now. Her motherly instincts kicked in faster than the actual mother. She was like, what? No! You guys? Are you stealing children? Yeah, that's a heavy thing to be accused of sober. So I was like, what? No, uh, first off, it's one child. And it was a gift. <laughs> Happy birthday to me. Thank you guys so much. You've been great. Have a good night. Ryan Short. Hello, I'm Jess Milton. For 15 years, I produced The Vinyl Cafe with the late, great Stuart McLean. Every week, more than 2 million people tuned in to hear funny, fictional, feel-good stories about Dave and his family. We're excited to welcome you back to the warm and welcoming world of The Vinyl Cafe with our new podcast, Backstage at The Vinyl Cafe. Each week, we'll share two hilarious stories by Stuart, and for the first time ever, I'll tell you what it was like behind the scenes. Subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts. All right, you guys ready for your next comedian? You feeling good? Yeah. Very happy to have her on the show, too. New voice to laugh out loud. Uh, she is, uh, in her young career, already enjoying so much, so much success. On the radar of Just for Laughs, they have uh, sent her to Just for Laughs Northwest in Vancouver, Just for Laughs 42 in Toronto, and we're very happy to have her here. Everybody, give her all your love. Emily Bilton. in lake country it's beautiful here i love it i just moved to vancouver equally as beautiful first day i got there i bought a bicycle i was riding along mm, ah, stunning mountains on one side ocean on the other side gorgeous i turned to look to see if there's a car behind me and all of a sudden pff, i got doored <laughs> do you all know what doored is yeah, when a car door opens and hits you. So this happens, I fly off my bike, I look up, this little old lady walks out of the car, comes up to me and is like, oh my God, sweetie, I'm so sorry. I didn't even see you coming. And I was like, I hope not. <laughs> Could you imagine if she was like, hey, I freaking saw you! Woo! Just waited for me all day, saw me coming, and was like, that small boy needs to die. <laughs> uh, other than stand-up, I work as a nanny, because I like being bullied. <laughs> Then I work with a four-year-old, and she knows exactly how to bully me. I picked her up from school the other day. She looks me up and down and goes, 
Emily, you look like my dad. And I was like, you know what? This is a learning opportunity. I got down to her level and I was like, actually, sweetie, it's called a lesbian. Uh, <laughs> and she goes, Emily, it's 2019. I know what a lesbian is. You look like a dad. <laughs> and then she got on her razor scooter and rode off into the sunset. <laughs> so I was like, well, if I look like your dad, I'm also going to act like your dad. So I left her at school and blamed it on her mom. <laughs> I don't know if you can tell, but I want to be a butch lesbian so badly. Like, so badly. It's all I want. But I never will be. Because this is my voice. 100% of the time. And it gets worse, like, the later in the night it gets, or if I've been drinking, or if I'm in a crowd. So picking up girls at a bar is my nightmare. But at the end of the night, when I finally get the confidence to do it, I'll walk up to her, tap her on the shoulder, and I'll be like, Hey, can I buy you a drink? She's like, ah! Why is there a baby in my ear? So then I open her up, and I just crawl back into her. <laughs> it's cute. Oh, it's fun. I sometimes get into a little trouble dressing like this. I uh, walked into the woman's washroom the other day, and there was this lady washing her hands, and she saw me. Oh, she got, she got tight. She saw me out of her peripherals. Oh, she got tight because she thought I was a male, a male, a real-life male. But I'm five foot two and 120 pounds. <laughs> if I was a male, I'd be a 12-year-old boy, <laughs> you know? She could just be like, hey, go do your homework. And I'd be like, yeah, of course. But she turned around and she looked so relieved because she's like, oh, it's just a tiny white woman with a bad haircut. <laughs> As if she was all of a sudden safe. <laughs> she knows that there is nothing scarier than a white woman with confidence. <laughs> you feel me like country? Yeah, you know who you are. Like, we can get away with anything. I have never in my life paid for the bus. I just walk on and I'm like, I forgot my bus pass. And he's like, get on, you dumb dumb. Life's never been hard for you. <laughs> I'm like, don't you know it? <laughs> Like, I could shank this woman, call the police myself, and just be like, I didn't know I wasn't allowed to run with scissors. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Get back onto the bus covered in blood. He's like, had a hard day. I'm like, you know it. And then I shank him. <laughs> just plow down cyclists. <laughs> you know that's a fun image. <laughs> Oh, but I, I, uh, I actually just came out. Vancouver's the first city that I've moved to. Thank you for the one clap. I appreciate that. <laughs> Vancouver's the first city I moved to as like a fully formed queer human, which is a surprise to most because I've looked this way for a while. Like my haircut came out way before I did. <laughs> And everyone knew, you know, like everyone knew, specifically the girls that I made out in high school with. <laughs> they knew for sure. But everyone knew. Like I was doing this show in Montreal right before I moved to Toronto to live with my boyfriend because <laughs> I didn't have standards. <laughs> 
And uh, I finished performing. I went backstage, and guess who was there? Okay, I'll tell you. It was Caroline Ray. <laughs> Does anyone know who Caroline Ray is? Like fun Aunt Hilda from Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Yeah, we know her. Yeah, the one where you were like, oh, black magic is funky. <laughs> it's fun. Anyway, so I went backstage, and she was like, oh, you were the little lesbian that was just on stage. And I was like, actually, I have a boyfriend. And I'm moving in with him in two weeks. Anyways, we chat. She's super lovely. I leave the green room. I hear her turn to my friend and go, that little lesbian's going to break her boyfriend's heart. <laughs> Fast forward to two weeks, I'm in Toronto and I am deeply unsatisfied. And one night I'm lying in bed and I have this dream that Caroline Ray is singing opera. And I run through this auditorium, I jump into her arms and I'm like, you're right, I'm so gay. Turns out though, I'm a sleep talker. <laughs> So I was fully yelling this out loud, and my boyfriend wakes me up, and he's like, whoa, babe, what do you mean you're so gay? I'm like, oh my god. Caroline Ray's a real witch. She's a real witch. She made that happen. Uh, this last Christmas, my grandma was giving us all family heirloom. She gave me a nice bracelet, she gave my big sister a necklace, and then she goes to give my little sister these pair of earrings, because uh, um, she thought she was going to die, which was ridiculous how correct she was. <laughs> oh, she nailed that on the head. Uh, okay, don't be too sad, though. She was 98 years old. Statistically, 98-year-olds, super bomb at dying. They are really topping those statistics. But she gives my little sister these pair of earrings and explains that they're stars of David's to represent our Jewish ancestry. And they've been passed down to us from generation to generation. My little sister turns back to me and goes, I gave these to Grandma last Christmas. <laughs> and then we look a little closer and realize that these stars of David's are very clearly snowflakes. <laughs> And then grandma died. And all of us are like, wait a second. Are we Jewish? <laughs> we have no idea. I mean, maybe she just thought it was better to call her granddaughter a Jew than a snowflake, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I sometimes wish I was a doctor or something where I could help people. Because I love those headlines where it's like, person almost died on subway, but they didn't, thanks to a trusty doctor sitting next to them. Like, that'll never happen with what I studied. Because no one in the history of ever has been like, this person is dying, we need an opera singer. <laughs> but like, what if they did, you know? What if this person is dying? I waltz onto the subway and I'm like, did someone say opera singer? And I rip off my overalls. There's just like a beautiful ball gown underneath. And I'm like, okay, okay, what are we looking at? All right, weak pulse, cold toes. I'm going to need an EKG, a French romantic. Je vivre dans le rêve. 
my gosh, we're losing them. I'm going to have to rip them open. Someone get my tuning forks. Um, excuse me, Emily, um, but that's a dull edge. Hey, don't question me. I didn't spend six years and $100,000 only to not use my degree as an opera singer. Because <laughs> that would be ridiculous. <laughs> but I whip out my tuning forks, test each one. Ah, They're all exactly the same note, by the way. <laughs> They're all A. <laughs> but I grab my favorite one, rip them open, grab his heart. Do not go, my love, without asking my leave. Okay. People don't really know what to do when I start singing opera. <laughs> Is that what we're feeling? But neither do I. <laughs> I am accidentally very good at this. And I always get the same thing. People are always like, your voice is so big, but you're so tiny. I'm like, yeah, but here's a fun fact. I breastfed till I was five years old. <laughs> I am 80% milk fat. <laughs> when I sing, it's just two ribeye steaks rubbing together. <laughs> People also don't know what to do when I tell them that I breastfed till I was five years old. <laughs> and neither do I. I don't want to have the visceral memory of the shape and taste of my mother's teeth in my brain. <laughs> but... What's worse than that is her explanation for it. Because she's like, well, Emily, you wanted it, so I gave it to you. I don't know if we have parents in the house tonight. Yeah, that's not how you parent. Kids want so many things. Like, I come home from kindergarten and throw off my backpack. I'd be like, play the Spice Girls and give me that milk. She's like, well, if you want it. She called me up recently, and she's like, Emily, I have to ask you, did I make you gay? And I'm like, Mom, that's ridiculous. Like, do you not know how this works? Of course you made me gay! <laughs> you gave me the best thing in the world for five years! And I spent the next 20 every time I see a breasticated woman walk by, I'm just like, and I will always love you! Emily Milton, everybody. You were, a, you were a wonderful, wonderful audience. Despite your obvious uh, differences and rivalries with each other, you really came together as an audience. I really appreciate it. It was a wonderful taping. Uh, these comedians, you will hear them over the next few months on Laugh Out Loud. If you're not familiar with Laugh Out Loud, 
This is it on CBC Radio 1. You can listen live on Fridays and Saturdays. You can listen on the podcast. Continue listening and supporting the show. We, uh, we love having you out there. We love having all this support. Uh, my name is Ali Hassan. Thank you so much again. We'll see you soon. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.